was the beginning of June on a cool sunny morning in 2005 when we were able to see the peak of Denali, also known as Mount McKinley. This was from the main deck of a hotel we were at in Telkeetna, which was at the south end of the park of Denali. We stood there amazed at its beauty, with the sun radiating down upon it, giving it such breathtaking views. Not just the peak of Denali, but the whole mountain range in view. Just days before, we had heard about how only 30% of visitors and travelers actually see the peak of Denali. For the range itself bisects the state, and it's the meeting point for those colder, drier systems coming down from the north and the warm, warmer, moisture ones that are gathering the precipitation from the open ocean from the south. The systems collide and often produce lots of clouds obscuring the mountains. While most can see about 45% of the mountain on most days, only about one in three see the entire mountain for a prolonged period of time. For the re this reason as well, it also makes it one of the most challenging mountains to climb. The severe weather and difficulty in acclimating to it, on top of the fact that Denali being so far north has a lower barometric pressure than the world's highest mountains. Which is perhaps why it took Sylvia Vasquez Lovato several times to reach the summit. And the last of the summits, seven summits that she climbed, which were the seven tallest summits on each continent. Sylvia Peruvian had a vision that she needed to be around mountains to connect to pain and to heal from this pain that she experienced from sexual abuse as a child. She did a healing therapy and meditation with her mother that she described as truly powerful. She had the opportunity to get deep into her subconscious. She saw herself, herself shivering as a little girl and her adult self embracing her as a child. And the vision came to an end with the two walking together among the mountains. And this left her pondering for a bit to the point that she decided to bring the pain to someplace very high, to scale the mountains. So first she climbed to the base camp of Everest. And during a beautiful sunrise between the mountains, she felt Everest gave her her life back. She made a promise that she'd come back and climb to the top. And while she did, and she had a powerful experience, her most troubling, and the one she only just recently completed, was Denali. It took her the longest as there were a few times she'd have to turn around and wait to try again. For those who are determined to reach the summit, sometimes it takes between three to six times, if not more, to make it to the summit, and almost a month to do so when they finally do reach it. 
Once she finally completed the climb and arrived back down at the base camp, she stated that she kneeled and cried because she felt like she had nothing left. Felt so empty, physically, emotionally, mentally. She remembers feeling like she had given everything to the mountain. These deep spiritual connections that she had through this healing, through these mountains and these mountaintop experiences. Sylvia is certainly not the first to seek mountains out for spiritual connectedness, for seeking healing and peace, new life. This notion of mountains being spiritual places, places where gods reside, holy places, has been around since the dawn of time. As many long for mountaintop experiences with interactions and connections to their God, and like Sylvia and others, don't we all from time to time seek mountaintop experiences? Even if we don't actually climb the mountain, we long to feel more connected to our God for whatever reason. For healing, for peace, for comfort, for strength. Or not feeling so lost or alone. We long for connectedness and connection to our God. Perhaps we long for the experience that Peter, James, and John had up on the mountain during Jesus' transfiguration. Or the experience Moses had when he was hidden in the cleft of the rock and saw God pass by. Maybe even the experience Elijah had hearing God speak in the sheer silence on the top of the mountain. We long to feel God's presence experience God, be amazed by God. Thing is, there's something about mountains, as even God's vision for a new heaven and a new earth are on top of one. God's holy mountain, as Isaiah states, this mountain that perhaps isn't just supposed to change us, give us a mountaintop experience to push us to grow, but it's supposed to put things into a different perspective for us, to show us the reality of how God desires the world to be. This beautiful imagery for the new earth, no more shall there be weeping or cries of distress. No more shall infants live but a few days, or an old person who does not live out their lifetime. Their days shall be like the days of trees. They shall build houses and live in them, plant vineyards and eat the fruit. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is God's desire, that we would find a way to live in harmony with each other and with creation. Not hurting or destroying, no weeping or crying, but building up and planting, living and eating, and thriving. 
perhaps this is the good news that we are to go out proclaiming to the whole creation. This commissioning of the disciples in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus gives, it's just a bit different than that of Matthew and Luke. They're not just supposed to be witnessing to the things of Jesus, not just baptizing and preaching to all the nations, but proclaiming the Gospel to the whole creation. The good news, the good news that there won't be any more weeping, no more weeping from property lost, because they're going to build houses and live in them. The threats of natural disaster will be no more. Waters won't rise up from hurricanes or typhoons or various floods. No cries of distress from land being attacked or dried up. They, will, they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit. No horrid drought conditions or raging fires, no clear-cutting or destructive forces. This good news where people shall live long lives, not hurting one another, using or misusing each other, no pollution in the air or the ground around them, no oil spills or tainted water, nothing that would hurt or destroy. This good news where the lion and the lamb will eat together. This mountain where all life is valued and loved and cared for. Where there is enough for all. Enough clean water, enough food, enough shelter. Enough. This high mountain where there's no fracking, no overabundance of air pollution or huge carbon footprints or chemical spills. This mountain where the ice caps aren't melting at alarming rates and island nations and coastal towns aren't being swallowed up by the waters. Where trees aren't being clear-cut at alarming rates and where animal species have a fighting chance to survive. This beautiful image of this new heaven and this new earth, this high mountain, God's Beloved creation. This is good news. It's news of new life for all the created world. Where we find a way to live together in harmony. This ultimate mountaintop experience on the high holy mountain of God. So let this be good news that we go out not just proclaiming, but begin living into as we care for our fellow humanity, providing healing and comfort, shelter and refuge, caring for creatures and the created order, moving towards sustainable practices of living, where all have enough, where all are in harmony with each other and with God. So the whole world may eventually come to experience the glorious view of the Lord's holy mountain. Amen.